from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Eight, Athens. It was raining in Athens. Pierce could hear the drops spattering on the window of his hotel room. Distant thunder rumbled softly and there was a flicker of lightning. Ooh. He stopped to shake a cigarette out of a packet, then stopped and put it back. He'd been smoking too much lately. His mouth was raw, his tongue numb. The constant travelling, the tension, the drinking had left him feeling uncertain and depressed. Hello, and welcome to the cure for that depression. For Christ's sake. Or alternatively, the thing that'll make uh, the depression so bad that you'll end up killing yourself. Yeah, one way or another, the depression is going to end. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is For Christ's Sake, a bi-weekly podcast, because sometimes bi-weekly means every two weeks, sometimes it means... Twice a week. In this case, it means twice a week. Isn't that great? Tuesday, every Tuesday, every Friday, in my hemisphere at least. And uh, we're reading Easy Go, the third novel ever published by acclaimed dead author and climate change skeptic, Michael Crichton. Mm. Um, and this is another of the books that he wrote under his uh, very first pen name, John Lang. Mm. This book is about a heist in Egypt. They're going to find The Last Tomb, which was also the title <laughs> of this novel in a later publication. Mm. We have an Egyptologist who discovered a curious hieroglyphic that pointed him in the direction of this mysterious treasure. We have a uh, well-connected author, journalist, mm. named Pierce, um, who the Egyptologist Barnaby let in on his secret because he knew he couldn't uh, do much about it alone. He wants to steal the treasure, by the way not just uh, discover it. And uh, Pierce has taken over the operation. He's assembled a, a crack international team of shady types, shady but capable types. He's got a money man. He's got a muscle man. In, uh, was there, I don't know what the roles are. One of them's a thief. One of them's a French guy. What the, what the fuck was that? Anyway, we're in uh, Athens now, I guess. There's no French guy. No, but he was in France. He's from <laughs> he's America. He's not French. He's not South African either. No, he's, Amer he's American. He's American. He's from Cincinnati. Greatest country in the world, baby. That's right. <laughs> Getting better every day. 
this this chapter opens with a tidy recap of uh, where we where we currently are. A recap of where we currently are? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you're, you're, a recap you're not, of you. where we were and how we got to where we currently are. That is what I meant. I do want to quote a passage here. Just because it's, I, remember, I just I was annoyed. I about this, this chapter. <laughs> I was annoyed at this point that it, it just opens so sort of like redundantly. Mm. Is how I would put it. Yeah, because we already got the constant, constant travel. It was getting him down. Like, it's like, come on. And I think the passage that I'm about to uh, read out really illustrates Crichton's weakness as an author, at least at this stage in his career. That he inserts sort of uh, laughably prosaic sections such as this just to recap where we are. So immediately following the paragraph I read out, we have this. I, mean, I guess we'll play the theme song for, for Crichton Out Loud. He's riding and proud. Come on, let's hear it. Right about now, for crying out loud. Only a week ago, he had been a bored freelance writer sitting in a Cairo bar. His biggest problem was whether or not to spend the evening drinking or chasing women. I don't like Crichton himself. Indeed. And now? He sighed and lay down on the bed. Now it was all different. He was like a new man. New goals, new interests, new fears. Mostly it was the fears that he noticed. He was planning a robbery. Unbelievable, yet true. Almost in desperation, he looked at his watch, hoping it was time for dinner. It was. <laughs> End of quote. Yeah, good stuff. So there we go. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a penetrating insight into the uh, internal workings of Pierce. Well, I'm glad that we got a, uh, a recurring segment on this podcast. All right, what happens next? Um, I, I legitimately don't remember. Oh, he's getting a fake passport, basically. <laughs> he gets a Brazilian passport. Yeah. And his name gets changed to, what is it? Robert, uh... Robert Resve or something? Resve? Oh, it says, I don't know, I'm not on the page. I'm Sevre? Just Sevre? Sevre, that's it, yeah. Let's go with that. Who's an American, but American expat who was in Brazil. Yes. All right, I have a cup of tea and some toast. What do you got? Uh, tequila sunrise, vodka sunrise, and sun chips. Some chips or sun chips? Sun chips. Some sun chips. Chips. Ah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so he's getting his passport. Then he goes to a little villa in Athens. That's true. And then all the players are assembled. Mm. We get all the team members coming together except for Barnaby. Yeah, the fucking cuck. <laughs> uh, and then they just sort of talk about the uh, the book up till now. <laughs> yep. Um, Lord Grover offers people drinks with nope. varying success. I mean, I guess the offer was always successful, but the outcome was varied. In that Pierce does not accept a drink. No. But our master thief, Nikos, certainly does. And uh, this is further confirmation that for our uh, end of uh, book episode, we should get scotch. Hmm. Anyway, so 
Um, we get a little fun part about Nikos revealing that he drives his car from Greece to Turkey once every month. <laughs> I just can't imagine this is a real thing. I didn't really understand it. <laughs> Why? This? Yeah, this is a, a yet another example of um, Michael Crichton just randomly shoehorning in trivia. But I, I feel like this is. I feel like this is this is just making something up because I don't understand how that would like get fine. Like, how would they know? You know. <laughs> Unless they're going around checking every single car, you know what I mean? I don't know about the particular scheme, but the piece of trivia that uh, Michael Crichton is working with here is the fact that cars in Greece are taxed monthly. Roger cars? Yes. So Nikos crosses the border once a month to avoid taxation. I have no way to prove this, but I think it's bullshit. I'm sure it is. But it's probably true that cars in Greece get taxed once a month. Circa 1968 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, um, and then Grover says... Healthier! <laughs> Bad. And stuff like that. I just want to just do a Grover impression. There's nothing particularly interesting that he says in this chapter, but... I like a man! So the, uh, what's his name? Pierce like um, sort of hands out some documents that um, I don't know prove their identities, their false identities. And then what chapter? A fini, I believe. Yeah. Once again, like someone asks him, "So how are we getting this shit out of the country?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, wait. I'm not going to tell you. Wait till Cairo." Oh.